Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And as you may have guessed from our literary break at the beginning of the episode, today's episode is Tangled Web. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, it's the fourth episode of the second season of Beast Wars. First aired November the 16th, 1997, and uh, written by Len Vine, uh, creator of Wolverine. Uh, He is... I did not know that. Yeah, he's actually a pretty big deal comic writer guy. Uh, He also created uh, Swamp Thing. Yes. Oh. And he Uh, also wrote some episodes of season three Transformers. He he wrote one, which... Yeah. Which is relevant to this one, because uh, that was Web World, which is 90%... Uh, Decepticons. Yes. And, and this episode is about crazy. 80% uh, Predacons. Yeah. It's another pretty much Tarantulas and Black Arachnia episode. Yep. Uh-huh. And some delightful quickstrike comic relief. <laughs> oh, yes. He is the cowboy eest in this episode. He's so dumb. Yep. So dumb. <laughs> and surprisingly, for you know, a guy with two heads, he spends much of this episode thinking with neither of them. Yeah, thinking with the third one. Uh, And we don't even want to think what that one may or may not look like. Yeah, that's, I mean, once you get insect and reptile anatomy in there, it's just, it's it's not good. Like, there there are probably two. There are probably at least two. And one of them's a cloaca. Yeah, So, yeah, we open up with lava. Yay, lower is lava texture. It can only mean Yay. one thing. Hot lava. Lava's so hot, it burns. Predacons. The carpet is lava. Burns Predacons. In fact, in, in, in the Predacon base, the carpet literally is lava. Yep. <laughs> As it turns out, yes. Quickstrike dangling his legs over the side of the platform he's sitting on is just delightful. Quick, it, it is great. That's, that's Scorpinox's old trick. He has completely Aww. replaced Scorpinox. Well, you know, he is a scorpion. He's, yeah. he's their new scorpion. But, but it was... And kind of a better scorpion? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't shoot bees out of his claws, but that's about the only downside. <laughs> he doesn't he's... shoot bees out of his claws, but one of his arms is sapient, which kind of makes up for not having the sapient thing he launches. I'm not sure yes. he finds a sapient. It's independent? Possibly. I mean, he could very well just, you know, control both of them and... Talk to himself. I mean, it, it can't be much dumber than Quickstrike's regular brain. Yes. No. Which, I'm not sure Quickstrike's regular brain is technically sapient either. Sentient, <laughs> yes. Sapient. <laughs> not so sure. He's, He's not a smart guy. He's one of those guy. cowboy robots from Westworld. Yeah. He's not a smart guy. Anyway, it, uh, it, is, it is job day at the, uh, the Predacon base. Megatron has little jobs for everybody. <laughs> Yay! And he is dickishly friendly about it, and Tarantulas is pissed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Tarantulas was busy doing important research on our new transmetal forms, and I'm 
doing uh, finger quotes as hard as I can because he was totally just jerking the gherkin while <laughs> Megatron called them in. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really did come off kind of like he was interrupted while he was browsing porn. <laughs> yes. And you know he does, as we soon find out he doesn't have his old lair anymore, so he's just doing that in like the guest room. Yeah, we find out it got burned to a crisp. Yeah, you you really yeah, that's something you don't want to think about. Yep, it's something you don't want him in there doing. I mean, you don't want trenches in in your base doing anything, but especially not that. No, in fact, uh, my you'll never get my, those out. my theory for this entire episode now is that. Megatron, it, it's one of those things where Megatron was just pulling all the strings intentionally knowing what he was doing, and the entire point was to get Tarantulas out of his base. <laughs> He's leaving the fridge open. He's uh, yeah. ordering all sorts of stuff on the uh, on pay-per-view. <laughs> Never wipes exactly, his feet. Uh, that was exactly how I was doing it, too. He's sending Tarantulas out to get a new lair. And then he sees an opportunity and sends Waspinator and Inferno out to go do something else that he doesn't care about so he can have some alone time in the hot tub. Yes. Pretty much. Is this the first time we're seeing his uh, CR chamber hot tub? No, we saw it earlier. No, we, we caught a glimpse of oh. it once before, but yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Tarantulas and Black Reckoning Quickstrike are <laughs> off to build a refueling station uh, right by a whole bunch of Energon cubes which are, I guess, formed when you heat up Energon, but not to the point where it explodes. Apparently. And in this episode, we actually do see Energon cubes. Kind yes. Of. They're, they're a little different from G1 in that they're basically a, a little glowing orb. Like, what do you call it? Thingy. Oh, like a plasma ball? Yeah, a plasma ball you'd find in, in weird stores. They instant yeah, cube. Yeah, it's a good thing we're finally seeing them, because, you know, I was stomping around the house just asking, where is the cube? <laughs> Are you ladies man 217? <laughs> I may be. And everyone, everyone else in their base is in robot mode, except for Waspinator, who's flying around comfortable in Wasp mode. I mean, he, he's Waspinator. Every occasion in which he has all his limbs is comfortable for him. Yeah. 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 Also, I, I appreciate that he did a little clap-clap. Yes. Yep. yes. It's always great when, when he is excited enough to clap his little bug hands together. He was so excited, and it was so obvious Megatron had nothing for him. <laughs> it's like, this, how this about you go, busy work. Do, go do a thing. Take Inferno and, and go do a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although, they're, they're being sent to build a gemming tower, which actually is a recurring thing in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Actually... And will come to serve as a major plot point. Yeah, and there, there's more and more nicknames for people. It's like, oh, yes. that is so good. There's the continued My Queen. Uh, Quick Strike starts calling Black Arachne a sugar bot. Uh, a little creepy, but, you know, he's southern, whatever. Yeah. He's so creepy. <laughs> Not as creepy as Tarantulas. No. That's no, true. No one Quick is. Quick Strike is just kind of a dumb creep, he, and he seems to legitimately think that Black Arachne is into him. <laughs> well, admittedly, she's kind oh. of using and she that. she is encouraging this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's totally encouraging it. She's flirting with him to get him to do all the heavy lifting. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also hesitate, I also uh, must point out here that Megatron has sent uh, 
black ranting quick strike and tarantulas to the desert planet Arrakis. <laughs> yeah. So I assume that cave is also full of spice and uh, giant worms and uh, maybe Kyle McLaughlin. Ooh. Giant eyebrows. I would go to that planet. Uh, that weird, that gross floating fat guy. Yeah, maybe uh, not that. Possibly thing. Virginia Mad. Man, I kind of watch. Kind of want to watch Dune now. <laughs> <laughs> or at least get high and put on some Toto. <laughs> yeah, that that will also work. Yeah, it'll probably be faster. So yeah, everybody is getting ready to do these things. Uh, I like that Inferno is still cackling like a maniac, even as he's just loading stuff onto a cart. Yeah. Yes, he's just, <laughs> everything he does is just he's got to cackle while he does it. And while they're loading everything up, Tarantula sticks a bug onto. Wait, whose trailer is it? Is I think it maybe is its own. It's sending out a maximal signal or something, or it's a maximal Predacon signal on a maximal channel or something. Yes, yes. and it, he plants this device in the least subtle way possible. Yes, he it's just shoots. Bacteriophage. It's a little bug thing. It's yeah. one of his little bug things. I yeah, love his satellite just sticking bit. straight up makes it look like a bacteriophage. Yeah. Yes. I and, and he throws it, and I think it's making a beeping noise. I, who is somebody is not paying attention here? I mean, okay, I guess Quick Strike is not paying attention, but Black Arachnia, come on! Yeah, it nearly hits Quick Strike in the head. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not being they're not paying a lot of attention to what he's up to. Yes. But yeah, it's, uh, and yeah, Black Arachnia is using her feminine wiles to make Qu- Quick Strike lift heavy stuff for her. Yes. And then once they're all loaded up, we get the most charming thing Tarantulas does in the entire series, which is basically just mocking Quickstrike's accent. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is one of two consecutive episodes in which people uh, do Quickstrike impressions, and it's kind of great. Yeah. Yes. Also, Tarantulas' new Beast Mode mouth looks super weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's bizarre. It's like a little flap. It's a beak. He has a it beak. It is a beak. I yeah. think this is the only episode they used it because they were like, no, nah, that just looked too weird. Yeah. And not like spooky weird the way that Tarantula should be, but like hilarious weird, like he's a Muppet or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's between hilarious and Muppet at the same time. Actually. It's, it's a little it's a little Tom Servo-ish. Oh, yeah. yes. Very Tom Servo-ish. Yep. Because, well, he, he he has the eyes of the spider on top, but... They're so small, they don't read his eyes, so you just have this flapping beak. There's nothing. Weird. You said Tom Servo, it's almost more crow if crow didn't have the eyes and was just the ping pong or yeah. bowling ball pin mouth. Yeah. He looks like a cheap puppet made by somebody in a Wisconsin TV station, is what yeah. we're saying. Yes. Yeah. And there's a reason they didn't use it much. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, and then there's a cutaway to the maximal base where Rhinox is investigating the transmetal stuff. But unlike Tarantulas, this is not a sex thing. No, I hope it's not a sex he's thing. He's actually doing that. Yeah. He's doing actual though I mean we've we've discussed how I feel about about Rhinox and Optimus at this point. So and he is doing the experiment on Optimus, so I'm not saying it's necessarily a sex thing. But maybe it's a sex thing. Yeah. Listen, Optimus should definitely remember what the safe word is in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Because they both end up getting electrocuted. Yeah. Feel kind of bad for him. Yeah. It's kind of a short scene. And, and then we have a new version of the Scott McNeil talks to himself scene Rat Trap and Silverbolt. That's yes. right. Yep. 
There's a new dynamic. Yes. New quick switching between voices in the booth. Yes. And it and it, it's and a good it. dynamic because Ratrip is super cynical and Silverbolt is super not cynical. He's, he's super so great. Cursed. He's just he's so brilliant. Yeah. I love Silverbolt. I I had I had forgotten how great Silverbolt is, and I love that he gets his little like sound, his his little trumpet heroic sound. <laughs> his fanfare. I, I remember yes. him being good, but there's a little bit later that's off. Yeah, and when when he growls in this one, he's kind of doing the Dinobot growl. Yeah, he kind of can't growl in Silverbolt voice. It, it becomes it's, Dinobot. It is a very yeah. He does a very uh, Dinobody growl. It's a really good growl. Part of me gets the feeling that this was his audition for Silverbolt, and that he was basically just doing the D and D Paladin character he used to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sounds like I don't right. seriously think that, but yeah. I mean, no, but that, that, that's basically when you think of a pallid, a noble, heroic, good paladin. That that's what he's doing. Silverbolt is lawful stupid. <laughs> he is so adorable. <laughs> he's still smarter than a lot of the Predacons, but oh yeah, that's... oh yes. I mean, he's probably the dumbest Maximal at this point. Well, <laughs> although I don't know, Cheetor still exists. Yeah, it's, as long as there's Cheetor. You I mean, it's kind of neck and neck at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. Dumb in different ways. Cheetor seems to have learned, though. I mean, like, season one Cheetor definitely stupider than Silverbolt. Season two Cheetor, yes. I'd give Silverbolt the edge. Yeah, Cheetor's yeah. learned to temper his enthusiasm a little. And Silverbolt has this chivalrous code that frequently makes him do stupid things, as we'll see later in the episode. Yeah. Yes. Which, and, and that, that is something that I I am totally going to have things to say about later in the episode, because I think that... That that whole bit of dialogue has some very interesting connotations. Ah, uh, yes. But, but what matters here is that Silverbolt is the best. And speaking of people who are not the best, uh, Tarantulas <laughs> has uh, found Gritarachus. Uh, he has ingested the spice melange and has decided this will be a perfect location for his new lair because his old one uh, was blown up during last season. Yeah, after by the, the By the Planet Buster. Off the screen, apparently. We do get a moment of uh, him interacting while they're actually driving there with the weird-looking rigs that they're carrying everything on. Yeah, in in their beak mode, and he talks into Black Arachnia's head while she's sort of flirting with Quick Strike, and he causes her to sort of stop and drop one of the boxes on the load on top of herself. Yes. Poor thing. She's squished, which... And then she calls Quick Strike a Robo Rube, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hilarious and appropriate. Yes, yes. Team Eight Legged Freaks are weirdos. Oh, yes. and and after the box gets dropped on her, she's mad. She mad, and she calls him a Robo Freak. And she goes away. And then Tarantulas and Quick Strike are talking like MRAs, like oh, women. What <laughs> you mean? Can't live with him, can't kill him. Yeah. Can't live with him. She's statistically more likely than us to survive if we had sex. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. She's out of her head. Oh, tarantulas. That wacky tarantulas. Also, tarantulas keeps using the word fusor in this one. They, they use the word fusor a lot more than I remembered. Yeah. Metal, I, too. I noticed They call the attention to that one a lot. Yeah. Well, tra- also, tarantulas pronounces it fuser. Fuser? Yeah. <laughs> 
So when he does get to the cave, it is definitely Arrakis because Tarantulas is walking weirdly without rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice cave. It's the perfect cave. It has Energon cubes hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, it's like some kind of crazy party pad. Yeah, so he pulls the beacon out of the thing and shuts it off, which... Oh, it, it, it adorably panics before its boat gets squished. Yes! Yep. He pulls it out and squishes it. He just And then starts tackling. It. Yep. It's like he just said himself it. out loud a lot. Yep. He enjoyed stepping on it. Yeah. He feel this place to be his new lair. And at this point, I wondered what happened to the old one. And my first thought wasn't... The entire landscape got irradiated. My first thought was Rhinox farted. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. It has been damaged previously, so. That, that, the, that was also kind of an issue, yeah. The, the burning planet just kind of finished it off. Mm. All that methane just made it go up. <laughs> yeah. Just... <sighs> In this case, uh, crazy minds think alike, because Black Arachne pretty quickly figures out that Tranchless is going to make this into his new lair. Yeah. Yes. Which so, you know, he, also he doubles down and says that, uh, you know, they uh, maybe the three, it could be the three of our lair. Yeah, we could have a poly relationship. Yes. Eight-legged freaks got to stick together. That's right. So they, they convince Quick, well, Tarantulas convinces Quick Strike to join them by telling him that, oh, you'll do more fighting than you do under Megatron, and basically calling him chicken, there's an actual chicken sound effect. <laughs> Are you chicken? I ain't yeller. And so, uh, yeah, Quick Strike turns out to be pretty easily swayed here, which, uh, believe it or not, actually pays off in the third season. He's so gullible. He's just oh, yeah. the yep. most gullible. It's It's pretty great. He's Listen, the promise this guy that he's going to get to beat somebody up and maybe get laid. He will do literally anything. He's a yeah. bumble yeah. hired gunman. Well, there was a that it reminded me a bit of. I guess there was sort of a, a theory. I want to say sort of a fan theory going on. You know, during season two when it was airing, that and and I it was it wasn't so much a fan theory like weird stuff as it was just. This seemed to be what the the writing was going for, and I forget whether this ever got confirmed. But Silverbolt and Quickstrike are both stupid. I mean, they're they're just they're both <laughs> stupid, oh, yeah. and they're both these very sort of archetype characters. And it it was suggested that that was just because their stasis pods were so messed up that their, like, personality programming was was corrupted to the point where it wasn't as complex as it would normally be. That totally makes sense. And Megatron stepped in before their programming was fully set, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, so their, their personalities have been polarized, either toward nobility or ruthlessness. Yeah. I could totally see Quick Strike in another time turning out like a Grimlock. He could be yeah, a yeah. Maximal. Yeah. Kind of the dickish one, but less dickish than Prowl, so... Yeah, you can see Silverbolt maybe not being quite so dumb. <laughs> uh, I love him, but he's so dumb. He's so adorably and, dumb. And he, he does eventually become less dumb. Yeah. He, he develops past that. But for now, pretty dumb. So dumb. So, so preciously dumb. 
And so, yeah, the Maximals have now lost this uh, signal, so they're just going to have to smell the Predacons. Which, fortunately, they have Silverbolt and Rat Trap on the case. So they have a rat and a dog. Mm. Or a doggy bot, as Waspinator will start calling him. (laughs) And uh, just Bird Dog, as Rat Trap is constantly calling him. Yes. That's a good name. Uh, Back at the Predacon base, Megatron is, uh, you know, just chilling in his uh, CR tub. As he does. Watching the TV. And uh, yeah, t- checks in with Waspinator and Inferno, who have kind of finished their thing, but as Waspinator tells Megatron about this, Inferno is cackling madly again, and just hammering at this thing, and it falls on Waspinator. <laughs> yeah, it falls on Waspinator while, while Megatron is looking away from the screen, changing the channel. Yes, I love that so much. It's like the last thing you see is Inferno comes along and is like, cackling and, like, kicks one of the posts and it falls over and Waspinator's like, ah! And then it changes. <laughs> Mega- so that's, that was just the final straw for me. Megatron just did not care about what they were doing. Nope. <laughs> Wanted him out of the house. Yep. Alright, you guys will be back in an hour. Good. Okay, I need to be out of the bath by then, then. Yes. I'm just gonna sit here and watch my stories. Yes. Do the crossword. Play with Ducky. We haven't seen the ducky in the bath yet, though. Not Aww. yet. It's coming. Yep. Yes. Uh, but then he, when he tries to check in on his other troops, uh, nobody's picking up their phones. He is surprisingly freaked out by that, and that was the one thing that gave me pause about the theory, because that's exactly what he should have expected, sending those three out. Yeah. But I don't... Like, Well, good. They're killing each other. I mean, them killing each other is not that great, because he is still short on guys. If they yes. all kill each other, it's just him, Inferno, and Waspinator. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's going to be a short beast war. Yes. <laughs> all right, back at the uh, back at the desert planet, Black Arachne has had enough of Tarantulas being in her brain, which is for the best for all concerned. Uh, the yeah. lead-up to this was just so uncomfortable. It was, like... Abusive relationship coded stuff. Yeah, oh, that's yes. been going on for episodes, and I was so ready for this to be done. Psychologically torturing spiders. Is weird. Yeah, but she's getting some payback here. Yeah, yes, if uh, if this season has been her slave Leia moment, this is the point where she is choking that uh, fat grub with his own chain. Yeah, no, no, it's it's, it's not the slave Leia moment; it's the hut slaying moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, for this one. Slaying the hut involves impaling yourself on the thing. You, yeah, yeah it's, it's she solves the situation by picking up an energon cube herself and saying, "Okay, drop it off, or I'll commit suicide and blow us both to hell." Yeah, yeah. Yes. And of course, she can't just grab this off the wall. She has to ninja kick it off the wall. Of course, because you know she still got some yeah. flair. She likes to show off, and Tarantula. And she's got a weird fork thing. That she's using to squeeze this cube. Yeah, yeah. she's got this great dagger fork. It's like one of Raphael's size. Yes. Yeah, only Do it's right four-sided. Yeah. yeah okay. Raphael or Electra. Yeah. yeah. You know, the ones with the size. <laughs> Tarantulas is calling her a demon now. Ooh, she's been upgraded from witch. Yes. yes. Yep. And so, then, so she. So he's all, well, you know, I'm a transmetal. This energon radiation isn't killing me, so, you know, whatevs. But thanks to their psychic link, uh, they're connected. So much like Bill Clinton, he feels her pain. <laughs> yeah, they're sharing screen. They're sharing the, the the pain, and there's so much screaming. It, 
a yeah. lot of screaming. A lot of unpleasant, dirty screaming. <laughs> kind no, it's of. not like gross secondary <sighs> screaming. No, well, no, it's more painful than that. It's it's weird sex screaming. And also, in a callback to uh, last episode, he tries to access a certain part of her brain that has the mysterious Megatron codes from last time. That and was he the, can't get in. And that was the in. final straw that got her to finally push the button on trying to kill herself. And yes. And so, you know, rather than dying himself, Tarantulas lets this one go, deletes the link, and Black Dragon... Then immediately threatens to murder her. Well, yeah, yes. but, but that's after <laughs> she starts burrowing back into his brain. It works two ways, she finds. Mm. Which is why he's like, no, no, after after like half a minute of more screaming, no, no, okay, fine, I'll break the link. And then Quickstrike walks in on this attempted murder and is totally nonchalant about it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you can kill each other later. We got Maximals in coming. Right, we got trouble with a capital M. Oh, oh man. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. Now, I want to go back one second real quick. Where they were tracking the scent through is this weird field of just, like, barren trees that are all, all identical on, like, piles of dirt with channels between them, and the piles of dirt are theoretically where, like, all the root systems are. But none of the roots are showing, so it's just this weird-looking, like, dots on the landscape with trees sticking out of them, and it looks like the land is a piece of skin with goosebumps. <laughs> I think it, it is where, like, the topsoil's been burned away. Maybe. I mean, I think it was definitely part of the, the thematic, you know, damaged planet stuff that, that we've seen yeah. you know, yeah. more so last episode. It, it just seems weird, like, like Alex says, without the exposed roots. Mm. And it kind of looks like the mangrove swamp that we're going to see later in the season. Well, yeah. Possibly. See that. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Maximals are attacking. Uh, you know, they, despite being outnumbered three to two, they, they pretty quickly get the upper hand on the Predacons. Yeah, bird doggies uh, and blade feather clubs. Up until Silverbolt decides to get stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because well, he's got Black Rackney in his sights, but his code of honor prevents him from striking a female. Uh, even though, as Rattrap says somewhat inelegantly, that thing's about as female as a piston. <laughs> Which is Which, sort of interesting because if you think about it, a piston is probably the most masculine piece of engine yeah. mechanical equipment that he could refer to there. Yeah, which I don't know what exactly makes Black Rachnia not female. Like I don't I mean, know. Yeah. Like Rat Trap, you've seen her. Yeah, it's it, this is very curious because it almost. It, it almost reaches like a, a gender versus sex thing where, you know, as, as we've dealt with with a lot of the, the comics recently with More Than Meets the Eye, we're looking more at how they, they can have gender while not having sex. And therefore, you could say that, well, she doesn't have a, a, a sex, like a physical reproductive thing. <laughs> But, but her personality Robo does have junk, a gen- you prefer. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe that's what Rattrap was referring yeah. to. But on the other hand, which which, you know, would, would make sense saying that she's about as female as a piece of machinery. But on the other hand, there's always that, that whole she's no lady thing and, and it's almost 
that's a different way you could interpret it, too, is him basically saying that the really female is not the best way to say it if they were going yeah. to. That, that's, yeah, that's the problem. I, I felt like the line had its origination as something like Silverbolt saying, I would never hit a lady and Rat Trap saying she's about as ladylike as a monster truck rally and then just horribly getting mangled in a rewrite to try to make it fit the setting. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. something it it felt sort of like that. Though it does, I don't know. It it's it it was a very peculiar couple of lines in the context yeah. of this specifically dealing with with robots who it was do really not necessarily worked. have sex, but it, it was like I was wondering. Wait, did some Ferengi show up for a rewrite? <laughs> Clearly have gender and clearly have intergender attraction. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's... Um, there, there's a little intergender attraction going on here, because uh, Black yeah. Rackney is kind of checking Silverboat out here. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I... I... This was something that I especially was thinking of during this scene where Black Arachnia, you know, threatens to kill herself to get out of Tarantulus's grip... And that was that really, I mean, for for all her overt eye candiness, Black Arachnia is really one of the best female characters in Transformers. Yes. And she's and and this is, you know, one of those moments where she's showing that that complexity. And I think her her relationship as it continues on with Silverbolt is is a lot of that complexity. But but yeah, she. <laughs> She's not offended that he he would show this strange sort of chivalry. Hello, rebound. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, someone who doesn't hit me as their first instinct upon seeing me? Yeah. Someone who You mean you mean there are people who cannot be terrible? Hey, that's a that's pretty revolutionary thought, you know. Someone who's not an asshole cowboy? What? People who cannot be terrible. <laughs> and and this this a lot of stuff in this episode sets up what's happening later in the season. And this you know this silver bolt black ragging thing might seem to be a throwaway moment, but it it becomes a big deal. Yeah, yeah. it's and it, it's really neat how that's how it's set up. Yeah. Even I feel like it's the turning point between black ragging character arc being in a uncomfortable and kind of hard to watch position to being like the really enjoyable fun part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, the Maximals, you know, they're moving in to check out what exactly is going in this cavern, but uh, it explodes. Oh. Yep. Turns Oops. out the reason they were doing so well in the fight was that it wasn't really three on two, it was two on two. Yep. <laughs> and then Tarantulas finally comes out and oh no, the thing exploded. Oops. Oh no, how terrible. The silver bolt. You better run away. I guess the entire cavern is broken, guys. We're just going to have to leave. Yeah, oh, it's all broke, yeah, but... We, we bolt... can't dig or anything. I mean, to be fair, none of us really have real hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, an excellent point. Silverbolt goes to blow up the cave, but then he reports back to Rat Trap that it blew up before he could do anything. Yeah. As if it blew up on its own. Yep. Uh-huh. It yeah. did. Because Tarantulas has booby-trapped his Bond villain lair. Oh, I was yeah. thinking, like, during this thing, Tarantulas charges out and yells, Keep fighting! We've got to keep the Maximals away from the cavern at all costs! And my thought was just, 
keeping them away is not going to be enough. <laughs> you need to make sure they don't care about this place anymore if you really want to use it as your new lair. Boom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, he took care of that. What a tangled web we weave indeed. Uh-oh. So, yeah, the, uh, the Predacons retreat, uh, but not before Quickstrike tells him that, you know, he'll get him next time, and then spits, despite not having a mouth. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't even have, like, an opening. He just has this weird, squishy triangle protrusion. But he's which is clearly weird. hawking a loogie. Pot oh, yeah. Just, like, he's got, like, a mouth behind it, and it's just impacting um, inside. Are we sure it wasn't the snakehead spitting? I'm pretty sure he was coming. His, like, mouth was moving. It was clearly anim. His face was animated as though he were spitting, despite not actually having an opening. This is true, but actually, earlier in the episode, quick when Quick Strike's transforming, that is when the only time his snakehead mouth actually mouths any words. The, mm-hmm. the snake mouths. Uh, I think it's terrorize when he's transforming. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, his his normal head is the one doing the talking. So yeah, it probably wasn't a snake spit. And uh, I, I, this is the first time that I noticed that I think the uh, his, uh, you know, his, his on his toy, the uh, snake head squirts water, and the snake has the water squirter uh, in it on the show. Yeah, it does. Okay. It's kind. Totally forgotten about that. Uh, and so yeah, it's uh, it's back to the Predacon base where Megatron is not pleased that, like, come on, you you were like my the two smartest people I still have on board, and you did worse than Inferno and Wasp Mater. Yes. This is really terrible. This is sad, guys. This is sad. And Tarantulas is just the most cloyingly awful liar. Yeah, his acting oh, yeah. is so bad. I think like, he, he, learned, he learned to lie from Black Arachnia in the previous episodes. Like, he doesn't even bother to leave the room before he starts cackling. No. <laughs> Well, the, the, the cackling is sort of his fade out. I, I assume any time he leaves a room at the Predacon base, he's cackling his way out. That's, that's, that's fair. That's when you know the party's over. But yeah, he cackles himself into the next scene where, oh, he's in a fully built lair. Yep. With all, all his stuff, stuff in. Stuff again. <laughs> Got his cool Spider-Eye computer. Yeah, he like... He went to work, man. Yep. It's, it's impressive. That's what, like, yes. Silverbolt and Rat Trap got a little moment of bonding when Silverbolt told, eh, we won, we don't have to chase him down and try to kill him, and Rat Trap's like, I like the way you think. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the three arachnids are just walking away in robot mode from the fight. Yeah. Like, after the cave blows up, yeah, whatever, scene's over, let's go. And yeah, not, not even running, uh, Quickstrike is just kind of ambling. Yeah. He's moseying. Yeah, moseying is a good way. So Silverbolt's working on his avatar hood and isn't going to hit a fleeing enemy. <laughs> and yeah, that is uh, that is Tangled Web. It, it sets up a lot of stuff, but uh, it, it's an enjoyable episode on its own with a rare, almost total focus on the uh, yeah. on the Predacons. Yeah. When that does happen, it does usually tend to be the spiders, though. Yeah. Yes. They which they I, I can't say I'd or anything. Yes. I mean, I can't see getting 22 minutes out of Waspmater and Inferno. Yeah. No, Waspmater and somebody else, maybe, but... 22 minutes out of Waspmater and Inferno would be Rosencrantz and Gildenbot are dead. <laughs> that, okay, that'd be interesting. If, if they're, like, doing something behind another event, but 
Inferno. That could be Thunder pretty great. Dude. Yeah. That would be <laughs> And uh, uh, do we have any letters or anything this week? It, no, no letters. We haven't had any. Well, there, there was one thing telling us that last episode wasn't uploaded right, but we fixed that. Okay. That was it. Okay, no point in reading that one on the air. Nope. Okay, so in that case, uh, you can I, cut that part out and... I, I really like this episode in theory. Some of the uncomfortable bits that I didn't remember from when I was a kid and the, the cinematography in this did not work for me at all. I'm oh. feeling pretentious just for saying that, but <laughs> it was all shots of just one robot by themselves. Like, the fight is just wide shots of things happening and even in the wide shots it's usually one person interacting with bullets from off screen and yeah and and there's a lot of scenes of characters talking to themselves alone yeah while other people might be in the same cave yep and the burnout landscape is i get what they're going for but it doesn't look interesting it just looks weird no the the inside of the cave and the outside of the cave look okay but the trip there is boring yeah yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the maximal stuff in this you could almost completely cut out. They could just show up at the end, and that would be totally fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would actually have probably liked that a little better. I don't know. I I thought it was great to have uh, Rat Trap and Silver Bolt. It gave us, I mean, Silver Bolt is still pretty new here. So it, it gave us some good interaction with the, uh, the earlier cast there. Yeah. But we could have cut great. out the part at maximal base. I suppose. But I mean, Rhinox was, and Optimus. We was like kind of yeah, Gary Chalk and Richard Newman need paychecks. It's true. true. Andy and James Corlett. Sorry, Andy and James Corlett. <laughs> oh, yes. Is Cheetor also, in this episode, a titch? Yeah, he, yeah. he has a line. On he him. exists to communicate information to Rhinox and Optimus, who have had one line each, and then to communicate that information to uh, Silverbolt and Rattrap. Yeah. That's all he does. We... Instead, uh, no Dinobot, because goddamn it, Scott McNeil, you're already getting three paychecks this week. <laughs> Instead, yep. it would have been more interesting if we'd had a report from Tigatron and Air Razor. Oh, yeah. Air Razor. They never see. They're they're busy. Yeah. Busy. I'll just wait for a couple episodes, and then you'll wish you hadn't. Well, oh. yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. It would have been nice to hear from them before the future happens. Uh, so I, I assume when the nests are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, when the satellite dishes are rocking, <laughs> <laughs> broadcasts that you really wish you hadn't tuned in on. Speaking of broadcasts, you really wish you hadn't tuned in on. This has been Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. <laughs> That's right. And if you uh, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, we are at at Stasis Pod. Want to follow us on Tumblr? We're at stasispod.tumblr.com. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net. And if you prefer, you can also get us on iTunes. If you can, uh, And if so, may rate and review us. We'd really appreciate it. We do. And if you'd like to uh, write into the old Maxim mailbag, tell us about uh, you know what is actually up with that weird landscape. Or maybe tell us about the time you almost killed yourself to get somebody out of your brain. Or right Theories on what the deal is with Quick Strike's mouth. Yes. Or Rhinox and Optimus fan fiction is also accepted. We'll read it on the air, so keep it family friendly. <laughs> or don't. Or you could just, just address it, just just care of me, and yeah. and I'll take care of it for you. She'll, she'll tell you us the good do. parts. Yeah. yeah. 
But if you want to do any of those things, then write into stasispodcast at gmail.com. Yes. So, we will leave you for this week, but please join us next time as we uh, find out who is maximal. No more. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Good episode. An episode, and I think we kept it, uh, kept it pretty economical this time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. into the microphone. No. Meow. Meow. You're purring there. Yeah, she purrs. Anywho, Beast Wars. Yes. I like a Beast Wars. I like the Beast Wars. Oh, the spiders. Alright, so is everybody uh, ready to roll? Yep. I'm good. Okay. Alright.